Good afternoon, how you doing? This is The Writing on the Wall. I'm your host, Tay, and we about to wrap up Ministry versus Ministry, and today we're just going to talk about man. Man, you know, man that star wars, man that create diseases, man that destroy God's earth, and that's the reality. Man in the garden where he didn't look after his the woman that God gave him and allowed her to go talk to a snake and get deceived and got deceived by the same woman and then point the fingers at the woman, you know, that man. Man that <laughs> done a lot of things in this earth. And the reality is in ministry and, and in ministry, in ministry, the whole point is you're supposed to die and allow God to completely use you. But in ministry, that man is alive, man. He's up and he's on the proud and he's working. And there's always destruction when it comes to men. When you look at just the world, it's men. Look what we've done. Look at the church today. In many you know, situations that we are doing some wonderful things, but in many, in most, we not. Men name everywhere, men face everywhere, on billboards and books. You know, that's uh, Leonard Ravenhill was talking about, like, I don't need to write no book. You know, I don't need to give you a biology on how to, uh, not Leonard Ravenhill, I'm sorry, it's, uh, it's another man of God in New York. You know, he came out to, um, you know, Wilkinson's, but, um, he was saying it's like, man, name everywhere, man, on books and everything. Like God gave one book, and that's the only book I need. Well, it got to the point where the Bible is not only enough. You need to hear from man, 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 and no glorifying God. And today, you know, as we wrap up, we got to understand in ministry and in ministry, as people want to serve the Lord, you got to realize there's a man over there, period. Yes, that man is trying their best to serve the Lord and or trying their best to serve themselves. But you got to look at the reality because I know they look bright, glorified, and awesome. And they can help you in many different ways, but you got to understand there is a man over there. You got to know the difference. And most of the time, people in ministry find out later when they get hurt by men, the difference. But I'm telling you, someone who's been hurt by men, many men, hurt by men, hurt by women, you name it, that's a man over there. And most of the time, I got to the point where I blame men, but the reality is, I was the one at fault. Because I allow man to be lifted so high in my heart. I allow man to... To go to heights, only God should be there. And that was me. And did man did exactly what they're supposed to do. Hurt me. You know? And it hurt. So if, as we wrap up and close out this series, you know, take, take it from me. Don't wait until you're hurt and abused and battled and scarred and want to just leave and quit 
you know, to finally get the revelation like, oh man, you know, that is a man up there and don't don't get to that point, man. It it's, it sucks. It sucks because nine times ten, depending on how bad that man hurt you, is how you gonna see Jesus from that point forward. And that's not the Lord. That's not his character. That's not who he is. That's who man is. Look at society. Look at this world. Man destroys because of sin. The wage of sin is death. You know, we are not blessed like Jesus who was from the seed of a woman, you know, who wasn't from the seed of, quote, unquote, Joseph, you know, exactly like like father. Like he and Mary, you know, knew each other from the Greek standpoint. I don't want to get into, you know, but they knew each other and then conceived a child where iniquity will come through, you know, Jesus like it did through Adam because it passed down through Adam. But because of Jesus, the new Adam, that he wasn't born of of a man, literally, you know, like conception, like of Mary, that he literally, man, was iniquity free, man. We all not like that. We all born with iniquity in us. You know, we don't have the Holy Spirit who knew our who knew our mother. You know, so because. We got iniquity because the sin is in our life like that. Things is harder. <laughs> it don't matter who that person is. That person have not arrived. No man has arrived. No man is going to arrive till they step in foot in that kingdom. That's how it works. He that overcometh to the end shall be clothed in white raiment and, and overcome. And all those things get the blessings, you know, of in book of Revelations, first couple of chapters, when it's talking about to the churches. And we have to understand that no man has arrived. It don't matter how great they are. It don't matter how big their church is. It don't matter. It don't matter how much money they have. It don't matter how many freaking Holy Spirit <laughs> water they selling in a vow. <laughs> you know, it, it, it don't. It don't matter, man. No man has arrived, and every man have issues. Everyone have issues. Every man sin and continue to sin. That's the whole point of Jesus dying for our past, present, and future sins. I mean, no man just stops sinning. I'm sorry. It don't matter who you are. If it ain't a faith, it's sin. And we got to understand that in ministry. So once you understand that, you'll you be able to take on God's heart and say, you know what, I see this man for who they are. Okay, let me see how God sees them, the heart of Christ. Kind of like be able to defer, you know, differ between that. And that takes and that takes a lot of maturity and years. It's hard to get into ministry and see people how God see them. Without idolizing them. Without lifting them up. It's hard to have that mind of Christ. You just don't get developed the mind of Christ overnight. That don't happen that way. You know, I wanna uh read this scripture, you know, and this scripture is um pretty, pretty, you know, I really feel like it's very important as we close, you know, first Samuel sixteen, seven. But the Lord said to Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. You know, I've been doing ministry for about ten plus years, going on ten years. 
you know, and I'm not saying that I'm the most wise of all knowing. I'm not saying that I've seen it all, but I've seen enough to want to share with someone and let them know that, uh, man, look on the outward appearance. That's just how it is, even in ministry, even in the church. Not everyone has the mind of Christ. Everybody's on different levels, and you have to understand that and respect that as well because some people are far off than others, you know? That's that's real. You know, it's like Romans 14, uh, 5 say, one man esteemeth one day above another. Another esteemeth every day alike. Like every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. You know, there's many people, a lot of people not on the same level. A lot of people are on the same level. You got to have the discernment, you know. You got to have the Holy Spirit. And what's, what's real is, were you immature believer coming in or were you an immature believer who been in been in church but don't have haven't broken through, you know, what I said earlier is like you go to the cross, but you don't get on the cross. What I mean is, you know, <laughs> you don't die to yourself. It's like you know, it's it's like you you're aware of, you know, the burdens on what you're carrying. You're aware of all the things. You're aware of all the things inside you, but you ain't necessarily broken through to completely die to yourself. You know, no longer you, but Christ liveth. Like, like Christ is alive and working. And because a lot of people don't have the Holy Spirit or really, how can I say, you have the Holy Spirit, but you ain't in tune to the Holy Spirit. You ain't let the Holy Spirit operate in inside of you. And it's very, I mean, it's, it's very simple. You know, um, Romans 8, 16, though, the spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are a children of God. You know, and, and and that same right, that same Holy Spirit will literally speak to you within ministry with other people, other childs of God. And then the reality is sometimes some people are not child children of God. And the Holy Spirit will bear witness with, with that to you. And it's okay. You know? But every you gotta understand, you know, and I'm gonna get into another series. That's coming, which I'm going to get into. I don't want to get into it just yet. But every person who calls upon the name of the Lord is not just a child of God. That's a lie. Every person who calls upon the name Jesus is not a, is not a Jesus a follower. Every person who tries to sit there and worship Jesus or call upon like that, I mean, that's, I'm sorry. That's, that's not true. I mean, <laughs> the, demons, the demons know who Jesus is. They know what Jesus is about, and they still out here every single day working with Satan to make the kingdom of darkness prevail. They know what's up. They even was frightened, even the Bible. They're like, Jesus, how you come to me for our time? They know what's up. They know who they know he all power. They know he's Lord. You know? So we got to understand is the Holy Spirit is very vital. In reality, is some churches or certain denominations don't teach about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is very, very important. We always hear about the Father with the Old Testament, Jesus with the New Testament, but we don't really, you know, see, really know a lot about the Holy Spirit, how the Holy Spirit operated in our lives daily. The Holy Spirit's a helper. The Holy Spirit's a comforter. Jesus had to go up for the Holy Spirit to come down. That was the whole point. We don't understand the book of Acts like that. We kind of look like, oh, they're doing a lot of great things. No, no, that was the Holy Spirit. That was the Spirit working. The Spirit of God. Y'all remember he told they told him to go wait for the Holy Spirit to come. The day of Pentecost. And we make fun of the people who's quote unquote this Pentecost denomination, like, oh, they just all extra, which, you know, 
some stuff is credible. But that's not the point. It's just we make the Holy Spirit seem like the dead, like the Pentecost, you know, denomination, like they just actually jump around crazy and all this stuff. That's not, that's most of that stuff is not even biblical because the Holy Spirit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is self-control. So if you're doing all this extra jumping around, can't control yourself, that ain't the Spirit of God. That's flesh. But that's not, we ain't talking about that right now. We talking about literally discerning. Discernment is very important. And you get that from the Spirit of God. You can't discern in your flesh. That's not discernment. That's judgment. That's just straight up. That's all flesh. That's, you just you just judging. Talking about, oh, I'm discerning. You ain't discerning nothing. The reality is, before you get into a lot of bad situations in ministry, man, the wisest thing for you to do is learn how to allow the Holy Spirit to move in you. Learn how to get the heck out the way. Understand how the Holy Spirit operates in your life. Sit back and watch and learn and be teachable because you need the Holy Spirit when it comes to ministry. The Holy Spirit will literally let you know. It will convict your heart. It will teach you. It will guide you. It will show you your, yourself and other people. So you can't get caught up in idolatry and years of pain and turmoil. And next thing you know, you, you giving up on God and the church and everything. You're going about your own way. You end up in hell if you don't repent. But the Holy Spirit would have stopped. The Holy Spirit would have came in. The Holy Spirit would have convinced your heart. The Holy Spirit would have tugged on you and said, hey, that's not right. Deal with this. Hey, that's a man over there. Hey, that's not Jesus. That's how, I mean, but the thing about it is, though, is we shut the Holy Spirit up in church. That's why a lot of stuff is ministry. That's why you wonder why certain stuff is still established, religiosity and strategies and Pharisees up in the church. It's because they shut the Holy Spirit up. Because the Holy Spirit can't offend. It convicts. Godly sorrow produces repentance. If somebody full of the Holy Spirit would keep, keep it honey. Keep, we'll keep it real. The Spirit of God is speaking. Ooh. People are talking about the Spirit of God is moving, trouble the waters, the Spirit of God. But lots of might be full of the Holy Spirit speak to you. Huh? What about Stephen? Stephen was full of the Holy Spirit and spoke the truth, the word of God. To them, them, them Jews and what they do, they stone it, man. He was full of the spirit. Literally, man. We need to be more full of the spirit. Because when we're not, it's all man. And that's ministry. That's just straight up. Man in flesh. And man destroys. Man abuse. Man attack. And I have to learn that. That means praying in the spirit with all supplication and petition prayers and all those things. I mean, it's certain things that you have to do daily. It's like going back to the basics. You know, my brother, I got a brother, you know, who's really close to me. I'm not going to say your name. I'll kind of give you like a little, your syllabus like DJ. And he was like, man, it's just, it's just as simple. Pray, worship, fast. Those three things is the one that seem like so simple, but it's the hardest things to do. But that's what really built that your spirit, man. Because reality is in church, a lot of people's spirit, man, is so weak. That's why they allow they 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 flesh and that ministry to just prevail so much because it's so much of them. They don't know how to build their spirit, man, up. They don't got time to build spirit up. It takes time, but flesh is so easy. Yeah, it bet it is so easy. Because you live in the flesh. We all know about uh, when it comes to the flesh and all those things. You know, Romans 8.1, where it said, Therefore, there is no combination of Christ Jesus who went out to the flesh. 
but after the spirit. You know, Romans 8, 5, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnal minded is death, but to be spiritual minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can it be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. That's the reality. So if you are in the flesh in this ministry, you ain't pleasing God. And what, what we think God's going to continue to dwell there? So that becomes ministry. Everything, God ain't there. And a lot of people don't believe that God, people think because they call him the name of the Lord, God is just there. He doesn't inhabit all of that. God ain't there. And, a lot, and the reality is God ain't in a lot of churches. They come and they praise and they lift the gospel up and they're like, oh, Jesus, this not like, God ain't there. I'm sorry, he's not. This flesh is man. And man can be very successful all by themselves, but ultimately will be a failure. Because we create in God's image, we can create things. We can make things happen, trust me. But it, it doesn't mean God is there. Man can do a lot of things. Look at all these worldly people in this world. Look at all the stuff that man can do. Man can do a lot of things. Ultimately, you know, it's a failure when you stand for God. Or when you when to go through the fire and then everything burn up. You be like, Jesus, that's going to be a terrible day. But we ain't talking about that right now. But man can do a lot of things. Man can be very successful on this earth. You know, I love watching uh, World War II. And I sit back and I, I, I watch Stalin and uh, Churchill and FDR and Hitler, the Japanese. And I just see, like, man, these people, these warlords, man, turned this earth upside down. Hitler, Hitler was feared. Even when he invaded Poland, how he split up Poland you know, with Stalin, you know, to Russia. And then they knew, like, then he turned his eyes on Russia. And he had an issue with Britain. And the, the people were saying, like, for man, like, man, he ain't going to uh, have two wars on two fronts with Britain and Russia. But he said Hitler was bold. He said, I'm going to fight both of y'all. You know, ultimately he made more enemies, but Hitler prevailed in a lot of ways. Because of, I mean, he had that desire. He had something inside him. Of course, he made, he, he made too many enemies, and that's how he lost. And thank God he lost Jesus because he was on a whole other level. That was, that was an evil man. But that just tells you, man, man, he, he held the world captive for World War II. Thank God for uh, America helping out <laughs> Britain and Russia all coming together for the first time ever. And, you know, but that just tells you man can, man can be destructive. And that's just in the earth. That's just in warfare. Imagine in the church. And I was telling the brother yesterday, you know, like, ain't nothing more sadder than a broken soul who's been hurt by a man of God, a woman of God in the church who turn away. Ain't nothing worse than that. Ain't nothing. That, that's a sad scene where someone is, is broken. Their soul is broken. That means they soul, mind, willing, emotions are broken. They don't want to hear nothing about Jesus, God, Nothing, church. We got to keep in mind that we want to please Jesus. If your heart is to please Jesus, if your pastor's heart is to please Jesus, and the deacon's heart is to please Jesus, and the members' heart is to please Jesus, I mean, like, can you imagine that type of atmosphere where everybody just want to please Jesus? Everybody want to live by faith. Everybody want to, you know, seek the things of the kingdom. 
have the mind of Christ. That ain't hard. It ain't easy. And it's a, it's a fight. It's a war. It's like being the same mind in a church. That ain't easy. It takes hard work. It takes a lot of work. Working together. And uh, it's, 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 it's real out here. It's really real out here. And I have, I learned a lot. I learned not I learned how not to lift man up. It's so hard to not lift man up. Especially when you're so low. But then you understand about humbling yourself. And God's his word stands, man, about, you know, he would exalt the humble, but he would bring down the prior. The proud. That's that's a real thing. I, I witnessed that. You know, we don't choose the humble road. The humble road is real. The hum the humble road is hard. You know, when you see yourself and you have many gifts and many talents and you're anointed, when it's like, uh, and, and you just use it to just to serve to someone else to build their stuff, that ain't easy. But God sees you. I witnessed it. God sees you. God sees you in in a in a in a quiet place in your closet away. He sees in the background. He's gonna bring that person up, and I've seen it many times. He does that. He really does that. But it's about doing it his way. I mean, just Isaiah fifty five eight. For the thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways uh, my ways. Says the Lord. You know, a lot of, I mean, it's like my favorite scriptures, you know. It's like there's a way that we seem right unto man, but the, but the end thereof are the ways of death. It's like what we think is right, most times not right. I mean, I think, I think my brother, uh, my said on, um, on our first podcast about why we love Jesus, like nine times ten, what they talking about ain't really, ain't really right. It's not really what God's saying, the God's heart. You speak through wisdom, speak through you know, one of the most prideful things we say is intelligence. Intelligence is pride to God. Intelligence. Oh, they intelligence. Oh, they smart. The degrees. I mean, do you think Jesus cared about degrees? How many people had degrees when God was out there looking for his apostles? I think it was, I think which one was uh probably the most professional sound was what? Was it Matthew, the tax collector? Everybody else was just <laughs> I mean, these are those random dudes. You got a a fisherman. We we look so down on fishermen. <laughs> I mean, like, I think what 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 Paul was, he was the smart one. He was a Pharisee. But not not too many people got, you know, we, we kind of build up this criteria, this statue of of man. That's why uh if, if you really if you really want to just kind of like just go back to the text. And uh he told well in Samuel, which is uh, a blessing. Like it's it's a tremendous blessing to understand that scripture because that scripture is is profound, it's powerful. It is. I mean, man, look on the outer appearance, God look at the heart, and we got to understand that it's like that's just how it is. So you know, as I get ready to close. I know it's hard. I know it ain't easy. 
you know? But we can do it together, though. It takes death. Just don't go to the cross. Get on the cross. Die. Strangle yourself on that cross. Get everything out. And it's going. It's not easy. Like I said, I've been doing this for, you know, 10 years, and I'm still learning. I'm still growing. It took me 10 years to realize how prideful I was. It took me 10 years to realize how much of a man pleaser I was, an adulterer I was, how much I needed more, I needed Jesus, how much I needed to pray more, how much I needed to worship more and fast. I mean, I mean, it took 10 years for me to realize, like, a lot of stuff. But to you, you know, don't let it take you 10 years. Get it now. Because the reality is Jesus come back for a, blow, a brow without spot or blemish. Whether you want to see it, whether you want to try to make it seem like, oh, he don't really mean spotless. He don't really mean, no, he really do mean that. Sorry. And like, how I do that? You better figure out. That's between you and the Lord. <laughs> That's between you and the Lord, man. <laughs> like I said, his ways not our ways. Whatever he, whatever his standard, his grace on your life, his mercy on your life, that's what you receive, and that's how it is for you. That's exactly how it is for you. Like I said, the mercy and grace on my life is not the same mercy and grace on your life. And man got to understand that, especially in the church. You have to understand that the same grace and mercy you have for one man is not the same, same thing for you. So you may think, oh, this person can do this. No, God can't. Bro, it's been plenty of times I've been upset at Jesus. Like, how you allow this person to do this, Lord? But when it comes to me, you just... You strict. You stricted with me. Like, I'm get convicted. I'm, I'm, I'm like, come on, look. They're like, no, you're different. And not different and better, but it's a certain amount of mercy and grace I have on your life. And don't worry about what's on his life. You worry about yours. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. How about that? <laughs> For real. What's that, uh, Philippians 2.12? Yeah. Yeah, work out your uh, salvation with fear and trembling. Uh, like I said, this is ministry versus ministry. And I just want to kind of close on this. You know, I want to speak to the people, not only the leaders, but the um, the man pleases the members. Is that, you know, I want to go back to the scripture real quick because I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want to make this one too long. But, but the Lord said to Samuel, look not on his countenance. Don't y'all know? Countenance is very important, boy. People always say your first impression is your best, whatever. And you know, people say that. Well, and God say, you know, that's don't don't worry about that. People lie, people deceive. I learned that people can show you anything on their face. Nine times ten, you know, yeah. We got this thing in the well. Well, I ain't gonna talk about it. But anyway, I'll continue on. Or the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord see if not as men see if. For a man look on the outward appearance, but God look at the heart. Yeah, most of the, I'm telling you, most of the people we lift up in the church, God been left. <laughs> God been left that man. He got his reward. He got you. That's it. God ain't with that man. God ain't with a lot of people calling upon his name. I learned that. I learned that. I learned that the hard way in ministry. God won't strive with man forever. He he will not. And how you know God left you? Well, you should know. Look at your fruit. Do your fruit remain? Are you being, is God doing a new thing? You got the same old, old stories. Oh, but anyway, I don't want to judge, you know, and forgive me because like I said, that's true. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's between you and the Lord. You know, I don't want to worry about that. But God is not, God's not with everyone. 
I, I had to learn that the hard way. Now God can be with you and God, you know. I mean, <laughs> that's that's between between you and him. But I'm about to get ready and close, get out of here. But I'm gonna read this again. You know, First Samuel sixteen seven was very important. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have re uh, refused him. For the Lord seeth not man, the look for the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man look on the outward appearance, but God look on the heart. And I want to close on this one. It says, For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. I'm sorry, the Lord don't see like you. And you don't see like him. That's a reality. He's not you, and you not him. He's all-knowing. You barely know anything. And that's real. I learned that. No matter how many degrees, no matter how many Bible schools you want, you barely know anything. You better listen to Job. When God confronted Job, he confronted Job straight up. And Job left, like, yeah, humbled. So as we wrap this up, y'all, you got to understand, God loves you. God care. You know, stay with God. I know it's hard. Man is a blessing and man is a tool, but they're not God. You know, they're here to help. They ain't here to save. Understand that. Yeah. God bless. It's your boy Tay, man. And I got my homie Johnny on the track. <laughs> JG Records, man. Joshua Generation <laughs> Revive <laughs> Revive Birth Revive If I'm gonna see revival Then I'll be ready for revival Righteousness is in me Lord God I won't doubt it Rather be about it Is you about it? Huh? Yeah Oh is you riding? They say holy is the Lord And everything that comes with him Christ came for the weak to be made, redeemed sinners. I'm a believer, oh, is you riding? Huh? Yeah, oh, is you riding? Oh, we gon' see about it. Land of the Braves, I come alive in the booths. I live my life in that truth. Speak revival for the youth. They say every man got his own story. But what's the story if it ain't reflecting the Lord's glory? Change your heart. Obedience is always better than sacrifice in the Lord's perfect will to cause you to never think twice. And I receive that, you know I bleed that. Surrender all to the Lord, cause I need that. I'm from the city where everybody got stripes and everybody know Jesus, but nobody living right. Yeah, now you tell me if that's right. A paradox within a vision, they ain't seeing right. Give them sight, give them life, breathe in them, let them fill the Holy Spirit in them.
vibe, went to the streets, man. To the hood, man. <laughs>